said and she said you need to pay attention If they make the comment then it's worth the mention Jamil and Shatora you know they got the scoop At work talking about what black people do If you ain't real then you probably won't feel this It's all facts you know they coming with the realness Or pettiness either way you are getting it Uncut, unfiltered, and unedited Lifting up the culture, you know how it's gotta be Making words work, give it to you tongue and cheek Forget that water cooler, we like tea sweet This is boss talk reserved for the beast sweet Beast sweet, beast sweet Boss talk is reserved for the beast sweet Beast sweet, beast sweet Cool it out or you'll end up on that beast sweet Welcome back to the Be Sweet podcast, What Black People Talk About at Work. This is Shatora, and I'm sitting across from three very handsome chocolate men right now as we continue in our second wave of our conversation about Black male privilege. So I don't know if you gentlemen heard the podcast from last week, but the ladies, you know, they gave me a run for my money for sure. Uh, yes, we did hear. Shout out to those ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Def- definitely we're listening. Yeah. And so for anybody who didn't hear last week, I want to, you know, just set the stage a little bit and let everybody know when we talk about black male privilege, when I talk about black male privilege or the topic in and of itself, this is not this is not an indictment against black men. This is to bring awareness to A possible topic. It could not be a topic. The ladies last week definitely thought it was not a topic of of consideration. Right. And something that we should talk about. I disagreed for various reasons. However, when we talk about black male privilege, we're not talking about it necessarily in the context of white privilege. It's talking about it in the perspective of the black community and what privilege black males have as opposed to black females. And if that privilege exists, then how can black males use that privilege to help bolster the community? So that's what we're talking about today. I know you guys, you gentlemen had the opportunity to look at some of the, some of the, the arguments for and against black male privilege. You know, Mark, I'm really interested to hear what you think about it. Did you well, go ahead, gentlemen, and introduce yourselves and then we'll we'll get into it. Hi, I'm Mark Overall. <laughs> uh, hi, my name is Reggie Keith. Uh, my name is Chad Houston and I'm a black male. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, well, first off, uh, thank you for having us, uh, Shatora and Jamil. Um, honestly, this was a topic that we kind of discussed in, in college a, a lot. Mm. So when I... I, I saw some of the some of the um, literature on it and some of the arguments both for and against it. It wasn't to do any kind of external research, but just to see how the you know in what context the conversation would be framed in. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had the the pleasure of going to to two HBCUs, mm-hmm. so the sororities on campus would often have these panel discussions about how men and women are viewed how they treat each other, how we treat each other, I should say, how our relationships are. And and I was often a person asked to be on those panels mm. because of, uh, one, my candor, <laughs> and two, um, just having somewhat of a circumspect view of how certain certain topics can be approached. So I think it's a, I think it's a 
topic because uh, one, because you said it's a topic. And two, I judging from last week, I actually tend to agree with you. I think that, yes, we can always look at privilege in the context of you know, black privilege versus, versus white privilege. But when it comes to black male versus black female privileges, um, you know, what can we do as black men in order to support and further our black women? I think that, that that's the context that I look at it in. And, and, and just looking at um, certain things in the black community that we do that I think really are detrimental to black women, particularly um, in, you know, rap and music culture. Right. That's something that we, as black men, I think we really have to be accountable for, you know, not using a B word, not calling women out of their names, period. Offering to walk women to their cars, offering to be um, kind of a covering or a hedge of protection, not saying that they're a weaker vessel and they need protecting, but only saying that, Hey, as a man, I wholeheartedly, you know, assume the responsibility of being a covering for my black sisters. And, I, and that's gentlemen, gentlemen. Yeah. So that, that's the way I approach the the topic. I think just to go off of what you were saying, I think that black women have become so good mm-hmm. at taking care of themselves. So good at taking care of themselves. I don't even think we think about how black men can add more support to it. It's like, well, I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I can do more for black men. Right. And, you know, how can we look more at it as like, we're all together in this, but yeah. Reggie, you like you have an opinion. I did. I I did. I won't. I, I, first I want to say, I love the conversation with the ladies last week. That was a great conversation so much so that I actually took some notes. I really (laughs) wanted to come prepared to be able to give my perspective. Um, I want to first start with, um, I do believe that the sentiments that are being brought up are very real and present in our community. I, I think what I'm hearing is a misframing of what actually is happening. I think it's not being identified properly. Okay. And um, what I, I hear you saying is we're talking more about the advantages and I know it's a play on words, but there's advantages that we all have. And I think you guys alluded to that. Females have it. If you're more economically, you know, endowed, then you have a privilege, right? So there's different things, categories in life you can have that allows you to have more advantage. Privilege, privilege itself. And we, I, I only mentioned this because you, you said that, um, white privilege only because that's how we usually know it. And in that term, we really understand it based on power and right. control. Absolutely. And I don't know that there's black male privilege because you, I, right. I would challenge you to name an area in which black males have control right. and power. Right? right. So I don't believe there's a black male privilege that, that I don't believe. Okay. I do believe there's advantages right. and I do think properly identifying them in both men and in women in our community allows us to say, Hey, I can use that advantage that that black woman has right. to make this black man better or this black business better. Right. And I, th- I do think that mm-hmm. is something that we do need to bring to the forefront and have a conversation about. Right. And it's worth having a conversation about. And I don't think um, Maddie was really pointing out that it wasn't worth having a conversation about. And I, I, I do think our community is plagued with so many issues that, you know, sometimes these things can come off trivial if they're not framed properly. And that's why I feel like if we frame it correctly, then it allows us to have a healthy conversation about, all right, you have some advantages and I'm letting you know that advantage you have really restricts me on my end, black, black man, 
because this this black woman wants to help you, wants to be involved, right? Or even wants to be more included in her community. Um, but I find it hard because your black advantage is putting me at a disadvantage. So when those things come to a, a, a you know a conversation, I think that allows us to you know start to progress and be healthy um, together. Right. So, but I think that that's kind of what I was hearing originally when I was my perspective. Yeah. Thank you. No, no doubt. Hey, what you think, Chad? Again, thank you for having us. Um, and I, and I, I think we're all excited about this conversation. And first I wanted to say that it certainly is a conversation and a conversation that needs to be had. I think that you made up a good point last week when you said that uh, black people, we don't talk about our issues enough. And I think that there's always value in bringing up different issues, no matter where they are on, on the priority. Um, so uh, I, I do think that this conversation is very important. I, my stance is, especially from what I heard last week, that I don't think that black privilege is a thing. I actually mm-hmm. think it, it's a it's an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guests had, had brought up several times in, in last week's podcast that privilege was unearned. So privilege is something that you know, you just kind of get that you're born with. And from my perspective, I feel like black men have earned everything that they have as, as black women and et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I think that just that right there makes black privilege kind of like an oxymoron because we've had to earn everything uh, (laughs) along with black women. So, and then also I kind of, I, I took notes like, uh, like Reg, but, um, I looked up what the definition of privilege was and privilege is defined as a special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group. So when we when we look at that, I don't. There's I, no way. I don't see Just by a that, lot by that definition alone. I mean, special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group. So, I you know we could talk about male and female privilege. I think that's a different conversation. Well, can I ask you a question? Do you think that black men have rights and immunities when it comes to black women? Absolutely. Certainly. Certainly. So, yeah. So that's part of the conversation, right? I I don't know if it that's part of this conversation. Um, that could be a part of another conversation. I don't think that black male privilege should be framed uh, against the plight of black women or the plight of anybody. I believe that the only way to frame, because black men are generally not privileged whatsoever, I believe the only way to frame it and the only reason why it's even a topic is in relation to black women. It is. If I can, and, and if I can just touch on it, there are so many different issues that, you know, that plague the black community that I can understand someone kind of relegating this one below racism, poverty, unequal, right. unequal access right. to education. Huge blah, systemic blah, blah. issues. Yeah. However, I think what, as I said last week, what Shatora was touching on that I agree with is how are, are those issues amplified by a further disconnect that is made between black men and black women with black male privilege as a very known example that we all can just kind of laugh at because we know about it is coming to America, you know, and historically, and even now, one of the accoutrements of success for a black man is how many women he can have. That is a very sexist, gender-based privilege that black men have gotten that we, that, like you said, you know, Chad, I agree with you, but I mean, I'd be a fool to say that that doesn't exist. I'd be a fool to say that 
you know, in rap culture, you know, we don't glorify male rappers having, you know, lots of beautiful women seemingly at their beck and call. You would be disingenuous to not say that there is a culture where having multiple women or having the access to have women do whatever you want is not viewed as an accoutrement of success for a black male. So, so maybe, I mean, do you think that there is a, a distinction between advantages and privileges? Because what I hear are advantages. So, you know, males certainly have advantages. What, well, what I'll Females say is the, have the privilege are for- those, are those privileges? So the privilege for men, in my opinion and my experience, is that women and perhaps black women especially are disposable and interchangeable. And so, you know, it, when you talk about hip hop culture, but even when you just talk about the community whatsoever and dating, you know, it's like, well, if it's not you today, it's somebody else tomorrow. And I don't really value you. And that's not you as a man, Chad, at all. So I, Cause I see how you're looking at me. No, I wasn't looking at you because of that reason, but can, couldn't black men be disposable and interchangeable as well? I don't think it's socially acceptable and it's not something that is a common practice for black women. Because on, on my way here, I was listening to the, to the city girls and I felt like <laughs> I could be disposed of and interchanged. Quickly. I mean, you look at you, you look at what happened. Like, I mean, how pop hip hop culture and you look at somebody like Cardi B who's far more successful than Offset, but still, well, okay, maybe not far more successful because I really don't know. But but either way, she has to deal with Offset going off and and being with all kinds of other women. Look at Beyonce and Jay-Z. But is that blackmail, is that privilege? Absolutely. Is it really though? Absolutely. Why is that not just a choice? Because it's culturally acceptable. So I don't think that that's necessarily connected directly to culture, right? I think society has okayed that. That's not just exclusive to black men sleeping around on on their mate. That's not exclusive to black black men. white men do it all the time. And they do it all, and they they had the same acceptance that you're referring to. And I don't know if- But how black women have become um, disposable within the culture and how we're portrayed by black men in the media. Like, is that a thing? No, no, I, I agree. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm, uh, the video girl, right? The video vixen. This is kind of where that era started, like from, from our generation, yeah. right? Seeing that, seeing the video vixen game just had some, I think Melissa Ford had an interview recently where she was like, that really hurt her career. Like oh when game God. put her in the, you, song, in the song, yeah, yeah he was like, yo, dri- Melissa drives a, a Honda Accord. Accord yeah. And he's like, yo, that really hurt my career. So I, uh, that's a very much a real thing. What, what I, I think though would, what seems to be getting blurred or sometimes the line gets, gets blurred that all these things aren't there. And there isn't a, a culmination of a number of different things happening. Right. I don't think because you see that happening or Cardi B takes offset back or has to live in the limelight with that happening and going back isn't exclusively because of the black male relationship. I think that's a whole thing. There's a history of that. There's a history of women not being treated properly in the country, period. You know, and them being on the lowest totem pole. So I think that has something to do with not just because the man and also that black man was raised in that same culture. So he doesn't really necessarily condition to treat her in the way that she needs to be treated. He never saw the right example. So I think we can go a deeper issue of like why that happens opposed to like black Privilege. That's my thing. Identifying it properly is my my only so, concern. And, 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 ahead, I, I think though this kind of goes back to uh, you know some of the things that we were talking about last week, where you know um, where Kua and Maddie were you know trying to kind of connect 
you know, white privilege to this conversation as well. And, you know, just in, in that alone, if we're using the examples of, of pop culture and hip hop culture and such, you know, you have to connect that to white privilege. You have to, because we are, we are not in the ones as black people, as black men, women, or whoever, we're not in the ones in a position of advantage where we own any of the, any of these things, any of these platforms. We're not the ones that's like, that has the power to, you know, because all of this stuff is being put out there. All of this image of black women is being portrayed in a there's certain a, way. There's a narrative in the media about blackness in general, right? Where you, you'll find black people of African descent from other countries who think that black Americans mm-hmm. are lesser lesser class than they are. Mm-hmm. And then they come to America and they realize that if you a certain shade of anything, you get treated the same, right? So there's a narrative in the media. And I think maybe that's what you're talking about. I did want to address, however, Chad and Reggie, because what I'll say is that the difference between black women and women in general and specifically white women is that white women have benefited exponentially from the privilege of being connected to white men. Right. And so how are white women portrayed in the media versus black women or just even perceived period. Right. And so because a white woman has connection to such a powerful individual and such a privileged individual undisputedly white women are, even if you look at the feminist movement, right? The first wave feminist movement and all that stuff, what white women were fighting for and why they chose to enter the movement was because they wanted to be on par with white men. Whereas black women were trying to survive. They were trying to get their basic rights. Right. And so the point is, is that when black men portray black women as disposable via the vehicles that they have, then what does that is that a privilege? Is 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 that something that they have that because black women can't we can't do that. I, I think we all certainly agree I'm a with, heretic for even bringing this topic up. So so black women are going to kill me. I can't speak for everybody, but I think we agree with what you said as far as the juxtaposition of white privilege and black privilege and the the difference between white women and black women. So obviously that is a thing. And, but I think that black men are kind of catching a stray bullet for (laughs) what's more so a systematic Mm -hmm. issue. It's not a black woman. So when you, when you describe what you described and then you say at the end, you say, well, why don't black men uh, treat our women one way or another when in the in the system in the entirety is treating really both of us uh, in similar ways, that that that's where I say, well, it's not a black so, man thing. Therefore, it's not our privilege so to do I it. I think black men could do better. And I here's agree. What, and here's agreed. What, <laughs> I think black men. I think could we're do doing better. just fine, black men. <laughs> and I love black men. I love black men, but because, and I, and I'll say this because black men have been so disadvantaged, have been trained to believe that they're lesser through systemic racism, right? Black men have so much healing to do before they can help heal black women. Mm -hmm. And so black women have stepped up and said, well, I'm going to do the things necessary to become whole. Right. And at the same time, do everything I can to help black men become whole. But how can black women, black men help black women become whole as well without actually without ever acknowledging 
that they are at a disadvantage, right? Like it's a privilege to not acknowledge how much hurt you've been through and heal from it and fix it and go to counseling and say that that's okay. No, I, I think what you're identifying for me and it, it, it's, it's so on, on par for the conversation because that's my original point was, I think what's happening is we, we're not seeing each other struggle, right? I don't feel the black man doesn't feel like the woman fully sees that, right? When you hear uh, the black male, the fact that you would say black male privilege to a black male is like, yo, are you kidding me? Right. Do you know the right. world that I live in to Amen. say that I got black privilege anywhere? Amen. That's why I said challenge, I challenge you to show me this area where I have this power, this control that identifies or mm-hmm. connects me to any kind of privilege. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so that, when I I, when a black man hears that now, mm-hmm. when I when I hear you tell me yo your plight right for the, the black woman, I hear that. Mm-hmm. But I what I think is we don't have enough conversation about yo. We both hurting. Right. This is how we hurting. This is how the and hurt happened every day in the world. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. This is how and it's happening it. every day in the world. And, and that's it. What I think the blackmail privilege is, if it exists, right? Because it might not. But what I think it is is that black men can ignore the fact that they need healing. And they can behave in a way that does tend to be destructive Mm -hmm. and specifically to black women. And I'm not saying that it's the black man's fault at all. I'm saying that systemic racism has created an environment that has so conditioned the black man to believe that he does not deserve better. Mm -hmm. And so then they turn to unhealthy outlets. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. And we don't advance as a people. And my point in bringing up this topic is to say that by acknowledging that and by saying, because I see the hurt in the black man, Mark just put his hand to his chest like I did. (laughs) I see it and I believe it and I know it. And nobody will ever tell me that that doesn't exist. And so does the privilege exist in and of the fact that black women will stand up for black men no matter what. And therefore black men don't have to come to the table from a healing perspective. They don't have to look at it like, you know what? Maybe I should go to counseling because this is narcissistic behavior. Mm-hmm. This is sociopathic behavior. This is unhealthy behavior. And those are really extreme words. Sure. And I wish I could pull those back right sure. now. Because well, I'm not saying that every not, black man is a narcissist or a sociopath. Narcissistic, yeah. Sociopathic, that's really bad. And, I, and I, I by no means believe that. But like, why is it okay for black men who do have a certain level of Uh, you know, success to seek multiple women as a way to their success. And why isn't it more encouraged to really take the woman that you have and say, look, I'm going to do everything for this woman so that everybody knows how amazing she is for me. That's not the norm. Yo, but that's a I real struggle. Yeah, I mean, no, no. I mean, I, I think there is some, I, I, I want to just jump in and hog this. No, I was just no, saying, I, I think that it, one, it's not necessarily okay, right? I mean, everybody has their own choice. I don't think that's necessarily like the, the I would raise my child to to take that route. But if that's the so, so way you choose, be safe and healthy about going that way. But I, I don't believe that it's, it's every man's want to do that. I think society has like, cultivated this way of a right. life about being man. Like um, right. th- this, this term has been like used a lot lately, which is like toxic masculinity, right? right? Like mm-hmm. men doing all type of things that just are overly masculine to prove who they are or their ego stroke yeah, that, yeah, right? Man, yeah, right. Yeah, and, right. And I think a part of society, the same way it's not directly associated with a black woman or a black man, society has 
has created these things in which it, it the 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 way about you go about being a man it embodies these things, right? right. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's right or it's the way of, of going about it. And I'm not saying that some me, some men haven't gotten to the cheat code. You know what I mean? Shout out to my boy Jamil who's been married how long now? Eight years. Eight years. Ooh. You know what I mean? Remember. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I'll actually be engaged a year. So some of us are actually figuring it out. We want to do the right thing. We want to, we want to be on the right track. It's, um, I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll stop there. I don't, I don't know what I want to conclude. I, that I, I think in a lot of the conversations we have as a community, there's so much to talk about that I, I feel like a lot of the times our conversations get intertwined into one. Mm-hmm. So I think even with this topic, uh, there's several things that we're talking about all at one time. And uh, as, as far as, Black privilege, though, goes again, I've said my stance that I don't think it exists. Mm -hmm. And because of that reason, I think that it is something that becomes divisive in our in our community and uh, throughout our people, because it's a I feel like it's a it's a made up thing. So and that's also why I think that we can't frame it in juxtaposed to the plight of black women, because I think those are just two different. Those are two different animals. And so. If, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Oh, no. I, if, I could, I, if I could jump in. Yeah, please. Uh, the thing is, the, the most, and you know, Malcolm X said this in the 50s, the most disrespected person in America is a, a black, black woman, woman. And black men contribute to that. So we cannot say, we, we can't remove ourselves by saying, and I, and I said this when I was in college, so I, even though I was, you know, a part of the wrongdoers. Um, I think all men have contributed um, to that though. Yeah, if, I don't, think, you, it's, I don't yeah. think it's limited to just black men. It, no, it's not. But but Jamil, I think that when it comes to, when you're looking at, when, you, when you're looking at the term black male privilege, I, I, I interpret it to mean male privilege in the black culture. Right. So, so by that, I, I mean, what are we, like point blank, if you are down for black people, if you are down for the advancement and elevation of black people and having black people attain um, respect, dignity, and admiration in all levels, then you have to look at how you treat black women, period. You can't, you can't remove yourself from that. And, you know, when I, that, that was a very touchy subject for a lot of people because we know how we can get sometimes when it comes to women and, you know, playing the field, doing things. And, And I think that, you know, with the TI clip, yes, men, I'm not going to say me because, you know, I I was raised in a very strict spiritual household, but most men, our society has conditioned us to, oh yeah, you know, you can play the field, you can be, you know, you don't have to be monogamous versus women do not have those luxuries. Black women do not have those luxuries. So I think that- I I think that that is, that could be true for black women, white women, Asian women, black men, white men, Asian men. I I think that, I think that- we are so hyper-focused on the black man, black woman issue, which is a thing. I'm not saying that that's not there, but I think that when it's brought into other conversations, it muddies the waters a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think that's like an over-reduction because, well, first of all, we're here to talk about black people. True. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, (laughs) yes, but also there is no greater. Well, I don't want to say that, but in the history of America, there's no greater disadvantaged group than black people. And we don't see white men content. I mean, across the spectrum, we don't see white men um, making it up out of impoverished. I I just don't know what that has to do with privilege or or anything. I mean, that's a different conversation. So, I mean, so I mean, so. So that that's a that's a tough one. What I will say is that 
earlier, I think it was Reggie who was talking about, you know, uplifting black women and not, you know, it's not just black men who denigrate black women. But if it's not black men who uplift us, then who? No, sure. I think we absolutely have to be a part of the 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 uprising. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to cut you off yeah, no, and challenge it. that being a part and say black men need to be the leaders, because if other men know that I can't disrespect black women to black men, trust me, they're going to do it a whole lot less. See, no, this is the only thing. This is the only thing I think that black women sometimes can um, not consider. Right. Like you, you, you say that you understand the past of the black man and you, you, uh, you but I don't think you understand how we have to live and operate in this world. And, 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 and I will so, agree so, with uh, you. Because and this is this is why everything is intertwined. Right. The lack of our independence economically, because we had to go to a job, it stops me from being able to stand up for my woman. This is the this is a real issue that you have to imagine happening. Right. I'm not right. saying that this is a very uh, out of the world example, but say you're at the, you're at dinner. You're corporate America. You you got this job. You just closed on a home. You're a black man. You're out with your black woman. Your boss walks in and he says something compromising to your black your black woman. Right? You got to actually choose between your job and protecting that black woman. But, but also, let's let's put let's let's say that same example and say white woman, white man, white boss, white job is is the man. It, it does a white man. Stand up for his white woman more so than well, a black man. Well, would? I, I think in well, that example, a, I think that, that example, he has the he has the leeway to go get another job. It's a it's a lot more likely for. That's what I'm saying. It, society. But does it happen? But does it happen in society? Do we see that there is a distinction in that white men stick up for their white women more so than? Black men do. I don't think I don't so. see that. No, so I don't see that. I, so I, don't, I, think I it, don't know if- But that, I don't, that don't mean two so, wrongs don't make a right. Well, like, I don't, no, no, I don't no, have that's like, what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's a male and female issue more so than- or black men are standing well, up for I don't black have, women. I don't have empirical data on that, right? But what I do know is that black women's experience in the workplace and out in the world is much different than a white woman's, right? But, and but, so- But that's a, that's a function of white privilege. Okay. That, that's not because black men have- Black privilege and we're keeping our women down. No, I mean, uh, no, this is in the context of black men being the leaders of standing up for black women. Right. That's it. Uh -huh. I'm not saying that black men are the ones holding black women down. But w what I am saying is that black women do face issues of oppression more so than other racial groups. Agreed. But what racial group of man is standing up for their women? I mean, I mean, can we? Uh, it would be different if we would say, okay, well, Asian men, you see how they stand up for their women. But I, don't I, I couldn't say I don't, that. I, mean, I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily mean that 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 gets us off the hook right. for not standing up for ours because nobody else is doing it. Like, I'm, I'm saying, oh, ain't I'm, nobody else standing up for their women, so black men would stand down. Like, no, I don't no, think that's no, proper. I'm, I'm in no way saying stand down. I'm saying that the juxtaposition of this topic with the plight of black women muddies the waters because then. Uh, the black man is kind of targeted in what is true across all racial uh, 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 ethnicities. Yeah, but we're so, talking about us, though. We're talking about us. Listen, unhealthy eating happens in all races, but black people eat at a Health this, disparities at, in African-American communities are far greater so, than in other so, communities. So, so it, 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 it demands us having a particular conversation about right. how black people operate in that space. So that, and, and to that point, I was just bringing up the fact that I just think it's, it's not as easy for a black woman to just say, hey, stand up for us more. And I'm saying as a black 
black man in America, I, now I'm wrong. I've done my best to put myself in a position where I'm not dependent on the system for my money or my financial well-being so that I can say what I want, That's live right. how I want, Amen. do what I want. But that More ain't how that. it go. No, Reggie, what I will say though is um, how, how can, how can our community really come like, how can we have this conversation? Right. And it's not about like black men need to do this or black men need to do that. But like, what aren't we doing that we can start doing? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. what aren't we doing as a community? Because we do, we, we do have the ability to put messages out there and tell stories, right? There's, there's journalists who have come to Buffalo and changed the narrative about the black community by showing more positive stories. Shout out all women. Shout out Maddie. All, all women. No, no, no black men, but all women. But what, so what I'm saying is, is that it's not about reacting, but how can we proact? How can we be proactive in telling our story? And yeah, how can black men, I'm going to be real specific. And I don't, and this is something that's really interesting to me over the last two episodes is like, why is it, why can't we ask what can black men do for black women? Why is that like that has so, created so a reaction? So I don't want to be misunderstood. Think, yeah. I, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the topic of black privilege and the topic of black men and black women are two different animals. And I feel like when they're combined, it muddies the waters as far as the the points on both sides. Yeah, but I think I, I think I well, no. So I disagree because I think the privilege is gendered. I think the privilege is gendered if the privilege exists, right? Right. So so if there is a privilege, it's male versus female, whether it be black, white, or whatever. Right, but we're talking about black people. Right. So <laughs> so so if we're talking about black privilege, yeah. then why are we talking about it juxtaposed against just the black women? I mean, there are other um uh, oh, I see th- what there you're are other saying. functions of I our society where we're privileged, disadvantaged, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It always goes to, well, I you know, see what you're saying. Uh, black men do this to black women. Black yeah, women don't feel like, yeah. right. So, so yeah. it always gets, so, yeah, so it, yeah, it, yeah. I, I feel like the conversation always strays away from what we're really talking about. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. if I could, if I could just play devil's advocate, like I said, but there are, I think we would be disingenuous to say that there's not concrete examples where of where black male privilege does seem to exist in some form of a concept. And like I said, um, can I hear an example? Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, uh, number 51 uh, sports, my financial success or popularity as a professional athlete will not be associated with my looks. That's extremely true. I mean, if you're a guy, if you're a man, if you're a black man and you're a beast on the quarter on the field, that's it. But if you're Simone Biles, you won all these medals. But yeah, we're talking about, talk about hair. hair. That's crazy. We all don't we don't have to deal with hair. that. So right. so what so what I'm yeah. saying is that that's something. Um, the clergy sometimes the biggest opponents of black female preachers are black male preachers. Um, and I've seen that firsthand. But I think that's religion. So, that's not black. Well, to the previous example, I think um, what's the. Uh, 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 Sharapova, the the tennis player. Yeah, they, t- yeah they, they talk about her looks just like they talk about uh, Serena or Venus. D- very different because she's a, Ru- a Russian or what, I'm not sure what uh, ethnicity uh, she is. Yeah, what I'm I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm saying that so Sharapova makes more money. I'm not talking about money. 
I'm talking about the sportscaster. We'll no, no, talk no, no, about no. the aesthetics of those two women. Sure. As opposed to but Roger Federer. They, but where they, nobody's talking about how Roger Federer looks. What uh, college courts different. a black a black female athlete as much as a black male athlete gets courted? What college or higher educational institution that, that is courts? Not what, that is not what I'm talking about. That, no, that's but that's what, what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about, Chad. What I'm saying. What I'm. What I'm saying is that that's a privilege of being a black male. You are courted more favorably and definitely more heavily by um, colleges and other. Their, um, educational so institutions. Are if you're an athlete. If you're an athlete. I'm talking about an athlete. If yeah. Talented. Now it just happens to be that most talented athletes come from the black male population. <laughs> that's not our fault though. Yes, so I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm, not, that I'm, not, I'm not saying yeah. that. That's, that's genetic. That has nothing to do with like, oh man, I got you. If you're a black man, you're more likely to get recruited. Like, yeah, because I can dunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just saying though, like that's not, that's not privilege though. Like, I guess all I'm saying, we got to properly identify this stuff so that yeah. our, our our, our community can actually embrace it and have a healthy conversation. Because what happens is we talk on it, we disagree, and then we all leave out the we door. And we leave and right. we And then we never come right. back to the conversation. Oh, so next time we see each other, it's like, well, no, but in general, at the cookout. At the cookout. Exactly. Yeah. Right. No, for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And honestly, to your point when you were saying, like, you know, why can't we do this? Why can't we ask this question? That's a very good point. I, I don't think it's divisive. I don't think it's a, a, I don't think bringing this topic should be divisive to our community. I think it's very, it should be very accepting to all of us that a black woman can bring the question up that, I mean, you know, what can, be. what can we do for in, our in community? In theory, it should be. I mean, it shouldn't be a problem. But, and I think the reality of it is that it is the, and it is a divisive uh, topic. But then, then, you, then, then the question is why? Actually you're going to, Pit the two against one another. But see, my That's thing is, so this is the thing. I, th I think with, with, with the, the misconception of the black community is that we all got to agree. I, I could disagree with you. We can have disagreements on topics, right? So let me right, ask and, this question and then, not Reggie. Be divisive. Okay, if we disagree, though, we still got to go in a direction. And if we not going together, then whose direction are we? Well, going I just th I think we a lot of times we want that we want that answer at the first conversation. Right. It right. don't work. It don't work like right. that. Like, that was, you know what I mean, that sometimes you like you know what we just let's break the ice a well, little. Well, that bit. was brought up last <laughs> hey, week. Like this isn't the conversation we should be having, and it's like, well, then what is the right. conversation? Right. We not saying anything. I, I actually think uh, black people do need to agree a little bit more. I mean, right. we don't I do we don't too. have the do we too. don't have the luxury or privilege to, to disagree. Be disagreeing all like we. There's not enough of us. But you can't. But you got to be realistic too, though, because if you if you're if you're expecting to agree on everything and order to move forward, then you're never going to move forward because we're never going to agree on everything. So right. it's not, you have to have a realistic expectation right. about agreeing. So absolutely, do I want so, us to agree and have we harmony? Need, we need for pick, sure. We need to pick three things to agree. <laughs> yeah, right. I agree. Let's start there. All jokes aside, though, that's, that's for real how it got to start. Three things. Let's start nah. small, man. We all least agree that the sky blue, right? Right. Right. And listen, y'all, like this is it. That right there, what just transpired is exactly what we're trying to accomplish here. These are the conversations we're trying to have so that we can say, look, like we don't all because I wasn't even getting Chad's point about why are we just comparing black masculinity to black women? Mm -hmm. And that I was I didn't get that until the last time he said it. He said it three <laughs> times. And if I was like. Oh, okay. I got you. I was missing that. You know what I'm saying? But to that point, if we don't have these conversations, if we don't start from somewhere and we're like, well, we got to attack all the issues all at once. Well, guess what? Guess what? We have, so we, you got to start from 
the first layer and mm-hmm. you got to peel back layer after layer after layer. Cause guess what? After this conversation, I love everybody who sat at this table a hundred times more than I did when y'all walked in the door, because we have all been able to express what challenges us in our community. And now we can look at each other and say, you know what, Reggie, you know what, Mark, you know what, Jamil, I trust you all so much more to at least hear me. And then you're going to take my perspective under consideration and include it in whatever plan we have to move forward. Right. Cause this really wasn't about black male privilege. It was really, how could we all come together and have a conversation about healing? Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes you got to rattle the cage a little bit Mm -hmm. to, to, to get there. Right. And I think what I want to see more is more black male vulnerability. You know, and I don't think vulnerability is a negative thing. I had to learn how vulnerability actually and actually my homegirl Kua was the one who who kind of put me in my place on that a few years ago where it was like, if you could just sit back and understand this one aspect about yourself, there's no stopping you, uh-huh. you know, and that's what I want everybody else to get to the point where it's like, OK, black men have certain things that because of systemic racism have put them at a disadvantage, but they also have things, inherent blessings that they can take and leverage despite that systemic racism and whiteness is what it is. And it's why we are in the situation that we are, but how can we completely lean into our blackness Uh. and let that blackness move us forward? Yeah, right. I, 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 that's a, those are great points. And I, I think I think whiteness um, um, was created because of our greatness. They, mm. they wouldn't know, have no reason to be to want to stay on top and keep us on the bottom if they didn't see how great we could be. So I under 100 percent, we need to tap into that as a community. I think um, it's going to take um, a lot of partnerships and projects where we are um, joint um, where you know you outsource some things that you think you can do on your own so that the product could be valuable and good to the world outside of our community just so we can sell outside of our community. You know, so it's gonna take us to actually come together in our 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 ventures, really to actually uh I think to see the value in each other, right? I don't know how good or how hard you work because I've never seen you work. Right. You know what I mean? So those are the type of things that we have to um, intentionally do with one another to make sure that we can start seeing each other um, as, you know, as valuable, whether it's uh, male or female. I think that's a big thing that we lack in our community. Right. So um, yeah, you, I appreciate this conversation so you much. You know, Reggie, you said something out. I, I will think about this a lot over the next few days and weeks, which is like, you know, the choices that black men have to make when it comes to maybe standing up or speaking out for the community, right? And one thing that as a platform and all the platforms out there, like if 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 you have to choose between standing up for your community and losing your job, what can we as a community do to ensure that you don't have to make that choice anymore? Word, right. Word. Yeah. Word. That's, that's crazy. That's for real. Yeah. That's crazy. That's we got to do better for each other. We got to know that like if Reggie's down and out, I'm down and out. So I got to help him out. If Chad is out here caping for, you know, this side of the street, then I'm going to make sure he's good no matter what. And his kids are good and his family's good, you know? So, so we, we have to make sure that now at least with technology mm-hmm. and we have voices that we never had before, 
how can we be that support system for each other? Right. And we're going to continue to do that, you know, and we're going to use this platform as well with, with our podcast to make sure that we are having those type of conversations about how we can, you know, continue just to, as you said, just be there for one another, how we can continue to empower and uplift one another. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, we're just trying to, we're trying to keep pushing each other forward. We're trying to elevate one another. So, um, you guys are incredible, incredible, amazing. Thank you, guys. Thank you, likewise, oh, I, I, likewise I, to you guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> thank you, guys. likewise, likewise. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, no, really, I think it's important that that this podcast is important. It's important what you mm-hmm. two are doing, uh, not only on air in this podcast, but in the in the community. So, uh, we thank you both for for having us. Thank no, you, no, absolutely, we appreciate you guys. And, and again, this is just. Uh, the second part, you know, we still have one more part to this series. Y'all so gonna have us back? We're gonna yeah. have y'all back. We're gonna have y'all back. We're gonna bring back the ladies. We're gonna bring back our queens. Hold on, together? Yeah, and, and uh, we're gonna have y'all um, have everybody, you know, oh, yeah. be a part Calm of Calm down, Reggie. Calm I'm down. Ready. You're I'm, engaged. I'm, I'm, You're engaged. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, I'm but we wanna thank you guys again for, um, for tuning in. Uh, uh, thank you guys again for being a part of this podcast. Uh, if you guys just quickly wanna plug, you know, if you guys are on social media, people want to follow you guys. Mark. Oh, just my name, Mark Over. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, Reg <laughs> underscore Keith Canna dash house on IG and Facebook. Uh, I'm not on social media personally, but my uh, real estate business is Alchem Associates, A-L-C-H-E-M Associates. Man, we got some heavy hitters. Flex. Heavy, yeah. Right. yeah really? like Business right. owners. I'm not on there with you peons, but you can check my business. <laughs> yeah. But you can check I'm, my, I'm, I'm I'm check my corporate status. I got a corporate card. Yeah. No, but thank you guys again. Really appreciate you guys. And thank you guys again for tuning in to another edition of the B-Suite Podcast. Chatora, you, you're a beast, man. You're a beast. <laughs> really? So, yeah, thank absolutely. You. Absolutely. Thank you. I uh, really appreciate, you know, you just kind of carrying the conversation, you know, and and bringing, you know, I haven't thought about this at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Listen, we do this be out of love. We do it out of love Word. because we have to. We got to start talking more about this stuff, y'all, and being okay about it. Yeah, absolutely. Word. So, you guys make sure that you uh, subscribe and rate it. Rate our podcast on all of the major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. Um, for more information, you can find us on social media, all things to Be Sweet Podcast, um, Facebook.com uh, slash to Be Sweet Podcast. Um, I'm Jamil. I'm Shatora. This is the Be Sweet Podcast. We'll check, it, check in with y'all later. Peace. Peace.